If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today, I had the opportunity to sit with J.C. Miller, and we have the best discussion about her books, I Am Rahab. She has three books that are in three different parts. So there's I Am Rahab Part 1, I Am Rahab Part 2, and I Am Rahab Part 3. And we discussed um, all three books, and I had a really good conversation with her because I've read all three books. And let me tell you, I was fascinated by the story. I was fascinated by the way that she developed these characters. And I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I am so excited. I cannot tell you guys how excited, excited, excited I am because I have the opportunity of sitting with J.C. Miller. She is the author of I Am Rahab. Hi, JC. Thank you so much for coming and joining me on my show. Hi, how are you? And I'm, I'm so thankful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. So I'm going to talk candidly, okay? Awesome. I, I saw uh, I Am Rahab. I started reading it and I couldn't put it down. So I always find myself in these situations where I start out reading a little bit of the book and then getting so into the book to where I carry it with me when I'm eating or when I'm doing other oh things gosh, awesome. because, I, because I couldn't put it down. And I actually only intended to read the first book. So guys, J.C. Miller has a book entitled, entitled I Am Rahab, and that book is a three-part. So it's three yes. different books, right? Yes. And I started out reading part one, and I contemplated whether I wanted to go ahead and read part two. And then I just decided to go ahead and go for it. So this morning at about four o'clock, and this is, if you listen to the show, I have these things like on Saturdays, I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning and read books. Um, So this morning at four o'clock in the morning, I finished the second part of I Am Rahab. And then I immediately bought the the Kindle version of I Am Rahab part three. Awesome. So I have been up since about, I think I started reading I Am Rahab part three at about six in the morning. Wow. And I <laughs> did not, I did not stop to actually stop reading until about maybe 20 minutes ago. Wow. And I'm almost done with part three. That's how much in love I felt. Oh my goodness. With this body of work. Wow. That excites me. <laughs> that is the kind of stuff that you want to hear as an author who pours everything into characters and into writing. You just want to hear that people are drawn in. And that that is my prayer and intent in writing the books. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> so I have, I want to be honest and tell you, okay. when I first started reading your book, I was not familiar with the story of mm-hmm. Rahab. I've gone to church all my life. 
I studied the books of the Bible as in I had to memorize all the books of the Bible, but I have actually never read the Bible cover to cover. So I had to refresh my memory on the story of Rahab. And I actually didn't even refresh my memory on the story of Rahab until book two. And I went all the way through book one and I looked at how you develop the characters and how you actually laid out the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give any of the book away, mm-hmm. but I did want to talk to you about how and why you decided to tell this story. Awesome. And I'm glad to hear you say that you did not know about Rahab because to be completely honest, <laughs> I think I knew of Rahab the, the harlot in, in mentioning the name, mm-hmm. but I did not know her, her story. Okay. Um, the way uh, this happened for me was a friend of mine uh, told me that he was studying Rahab the harlot. And I was, I um, was baffled like you. I'm like, well, who's that? <laughs> and mm-hmm. he, he went on to refresh my memory. Rahab the harlot, the book of Joshua. She was the prostitute who hid the uh, two Hebrew spies at, um, on her roof uh, under flaxseed. And um, she later, later lowered them down from a uh, a a scarlet cord uh, into freedom and they returned with the Israelite army and they marched around the Jericho wall. Uh, They defeated and destroyed Jericho and saved um, Rahab and her family. Uh, That's the gist of it, the basis. Um, But I'm like, well, why is this man studying Rahab? It did not make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. So I proceeded in studying Rahab off and on for maybe a year. And I guess it was maybe the things that was happening in my life that um, continued the study, made me continue to study. And just to keep digging deeper into who is Rahab? And I had questions. I had questions. I wanted to know uh, who was this family that she... um, Who was this family that was also mentioned in the text that she made sure that the um, when they came back to rescue her, that they also took her family in with her. Um, so she obviously had to be uh, very fond of her family. But then I wanted to know, um, well, what made her change her faith? Because she was a prostitute. She lived in a very, um, a very um, demonic uh city. Um, and, uh, I just wanted, I just had so many questions, but anyway, in deep, in, in reading into her story, I found myself drawn in and I found myself, um, creating these characters and you have to know my personality. <laughs> I, um, when I'm reading something, I, I do have questions like who, who was she? How did she look, um, mm-hmm. with her family, um, what was the era that she lived in? What was going on around her? And I, I, I figured her to be very courageous because she did this. Um, very smart and crafty. And she was also repentant and wise and, and, and just a strong woman of God to sense that this God loves his people, that he would, um, that he would lead them with such devotion and, and such, uh, uh um, in such love. And I think it was something that maybe she was lacking where she was. Mm-hmm. So um, at the time of writing this story, my mother uh, fell ill 
And um, I was back and forth with her. Uh, we later found out that uh, she had a heart condition and she was not going to recover from it. This book started to build itself in my heart and in my mind because I was in a place of um, suffering and I was in a place of uh, disbelief, but I was also in a place where I was able to care for my mother um, throughout the entire um, illness. So we were each other's strength. And we, during the day, um, you know, when she was up, I was totally there for her. And she told me stories of her past. And um, we just, we just, we actually had a great time together um, before she passed away. But when I was in my downtime, I used it to enter this world uh, of characters that helped me to escape uh, from what I was going through with her. And that's that's how the whole story uh, built on um, a Bible study, um, questions that I had about the, the, the story. So you may not see any of these characters in Rahab's actual story mm -hmm. in the Bible. But for my imagination, I needed to put her in a place that was uh, rebellious and uh, against God. And um, so that's where the whole voodoo thing came up with. And um, I needed her to be in a place where she would want to come out of, but also in a place where she wanted more. And, and she, she, because she, she had it all. She, she was actually a, a woman of stature. She had money. She lived in this this wall, this this home that was built in the the city walls, and so she uh, she was uh, she had power. She um, you know, but she let it all go, and uh, for something more, and that fascinated me. Yeah, and what I was I was going to ask you as you were speaking, I was going to ask you about the setting of the story. And I was going to ask you how you chose or what caused you to choose uh, the the settings that are in the story. So in the first book that takes place in is is it New Orleans or is it somewhere in Louisiana? Those like little bitty towns in Louisiana. Yeah, it's in the, the water parishes, um, uh, St. Charles uh, water parishes, which is in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And. I also wanted to touch on the voodoo aspect. Mm -hmm. So when I first started reading this story, I'm not familiar with voodoo. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really, I, I I don't know how it works, mm -hmm. but I know that it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to ask you, why did you choose, if you're open to sharing, why you chose mm -hmm. to use that element in the story to actually tell the story? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, um, Jericho was a city um, that was very heathenistic. Uh, the prostitutes and children were used um, as slaves and sacrifices to their um, to their many idols. So I needed to create um, a situation similar to, but not as extreme as um, what was happening there. And I don't know, just voodoo just popped into. I think I was watching um some show with my daughter at the time of some cartoon that she was watching, uh, The Princess and the Frog or something. And um, so I was like, okay, I think this might work, you know, to give them some sort of uh, something else that they were into. 
but not extremely into um, that they would need coming out of because um, to be honest, the family was, they were into, you know, the great, great grandmother, she was into voodoo, but the family was not really held to any form of religion. They were right. just out there. And mm-hmm. so, um, but that was the, the, um, the beginning of that. That's how that came about. Okay. So since you brought up the family, let's talk about the family. Okay. So I thought the way that you created this family and this family dynamic was so amazing. Awesome. So I'm going to tell you as a reader, I sat here and I put the, cause I, when I'm reading, I'm a visual, I'm a visual person. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to think about what it looks like visually, right. like, it, like mm-hmm. as if I were watching this, Right. so I could see the different elements coming into play, but then I'm also thinking, okay, so we start off with these two sisters, you know, and then they meet this man. And then as you continue to tell the story, it dawns on me that they've both been with the same man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of the sisters has a daughter with this man. The other sister decides to go on and live with this man in New York. Yeah. And so then I, so I kept reading the story and then I, you know, you talk about um, Rahab's mother. Mm-hmm. How do you say her name? How do you say Rahab's mom's name? Pua. Pua. Yes. <laughs> and so the way that uh, the way that the way that you break down the characters, I find really remarkable because I had a really good understanding of Pua. Mm-hmm. I started to have a really good understanding of Rahab. And I had a really good understanding of Lottie. Is that yes. how you say your name? Mm-hmm. And then I started to have another type of understanding for Max. Yes. Along with the men, you know, that came, right. that, that were in their life. And mm-hmm. so what I realized as I was reading this story, I realized the cycles of the women mm-hmm. and how history seemed to repeat itself mm-hmm. through mother and daughter mm-hmm. and then mother and daughter again. Mm-hmm. And then even with some of the characters of the men, how history seems to repeat it itself with father and son mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then father and son again. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at that and I wanted to ask because I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with the story of Rahab. And I know you, that you just said that, you know, the characters and the, the storyline and stuff like that is not necessarily in the book of Rahab, which mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. But how did you come up with this family? Right. You know what? When it was totally accidental. <laughs> in reading Rahab and studying her, I, I wanted to give her a family because like I said, her family was important to her that she requested of the Hebrew spies that they would take kindly, she said, to her family because I have taken kindly to you. Uh, so they must have meant a lot to her. And um, But I couldn't understand, well, why did she love them so much? Why they let her prostitute herself and mm-hmm. do all these crazy things, but they still remained a tight knit family. Um, I needed to give her a family, and in creating it, I accidentally started to bring other unsung biblical characters mm-hmm. um, into this this modernized story, um, and in the, bringing them all together, I kept. Um, the biblical stories attached to each of these uh, biblical characters, but I brought their stories together. Um, Pua is actually a, uh, she was actually a midwife uh, in the book of Exodus. Mm. Pua and Shipra were the um, midwives that 
uh, were tasked to destroy the the um, the male children that the Israelites women had, and to keep the the girls. Um, I don't know how I put I put them together, but I just love those two women because they also at that time went against everything that was told them. And because of them, we have Moses. Um, so I just love these little these just these little parts in the Bible that you don't even hardly think about. But because of Rahab, because of what she did, we have Jesus Christ because it's from her lineage that he is born. So it's just these little things that I bring together. Um, I don't have a, ry a rhythm, a rhyme, uh, how they came together, but because of all of my study, I think I just, I just put them together. You'll find mm -hmm. characters like Lydia. Um, mm -hmm. It's the first um, woman in Christianity and, um, and the new Testament and then Silas and Paul. And, and, you know, I just, they needed, family. I needed mm -hmm. to come up with characters, but then I said, you know what? Why not just bring them all together? Let's make yeah. one big party. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and then that way people have a chance to want to, like you said, read the characters, read the Bible. Let's pick up this and let's see that, like you said, it's life is a cycle. Mm -hmm. And even the Bible was written in cycles. Gomer, uh, Rahab's younger sister, she was also a prostitute um, that uh, God used to show his love and how he re always constantly returns to us in spite of what we do. So um, I just I just find it all fascinating. And, and I just want others to 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 dig in to the meat of, of the word. Yeah, because when I was started reading, when I started, I think when I started reading book two, mm -hmm. I actually had to go back and look up the relationship between Paul and Silas, between mm -hmm. Paul and Silas to mm -hmm. understand the connection there. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing like as I continued to get into book three, I recognized that there was, I think, a cane. So I was like, well, if there's a cane, mm -hmm. there must be an Abel somewhere. Um, no. Book three, who are we speaking about? So there, so like Solomon and his and his uh, partner, like his the undercover. Okay, Caleb. Okay. Um, Caleb. Caleb. Yes, yes. And I was like, okay, well, is this? So when I'm reading the story and I'm looking at the names, I'm trying to determine, okay, are these actual just regular names, or are these the actual characters? Some of not them characters, are. or are these actually the people, people. from right. the Bible? Right. Some of them are and some of them aren't. Okay. But um Simone and Caleb are two are two Israelite spies in the book of Joshua. Um it is not determined that they actually were the ones that came back for Rahab, but it can be determined that they were because Rahab, uh Simone and Rahab were the parents of Boaz. Mm -hmm. Um, so in my imagination, he had to be the one to come back and get her. There had to be some communication and some talking and some fellowship. And he fell in love with this woman that hid him on the roof of, mm -hmm. of, of, um, of her home. And he was determined to come back and rescue her and her family. And she, it, it says in Joshua six twenty five that, uh, Rahab came back to live with the Israelite um, uh, nation. 
And uh, she was, it says in Matthew 1, uh, 5 and 6, uh, Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. So she's in the gene- the genealogy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you were when you were writing this story, did you actually, and this is just from an author's perspective, did you write it as a complete body of work and then chop it into three different pieces? Or did you write it? <laughs> like I said, um, I actually started it around seven years ago. Okay. Mother, like when she fell ill. And so it was a continuous writing, just my place where I can go and uh-huh. hide. And um, in that time, it was seven years. So I didn't realize, I thought I'm just writing, I'm just writing, you know, a novel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when I delivered it to um, my editor and um, those that were helping me kind of figure out what I want to do with it, um, someone said to me, this is not one book. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. This is not one book. And I, and she hurt me. So, but she was absolutely right. Uh, because I had to go back to the drawing board, but she said, no, the way that you wrote it is already broken up. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you can pull it apart. Um, but it's actually three books. It's a blessing. It's not, a, you know, so I said, okay, I'll do it that way. But initially, it it was just one novel, and the reason the reason why I asked that is mm-hmm. because it actually reads it like if you read all three books, it reads as a continuous story. Yeah, because you know sometimes that when you have like um, three books, sometimes you can read them independently mm-hmm. and you can read them out of order, and you can still understand exactly what the author is trying to convey. Mm-hmm. But when I read I Am Rahab, and I started with part one, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm working my way through part three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a continuous story. So if I would have started at part two, yeah. I would have missed part of you yeah. know the background. And mm-hmm. I think that you know you need the background to really understand mm-hmm. what's happening and then the the characters, you mm-hmm. know, of the story. And then the same was true with part three. When I started reading part three, yeah. I was like, well, I couldn't really read part three without part mm-hmm. two or part mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So um I read it as I'm reading it as a continuous story. And I'm glad that I actually read it all together. So yeah. I didn't read any other books in between. I am, mm-hmm. I am that reader yeah. where like, if it's, if I'm not completely finished with it, mm-hmm. then I won't go pick up another body of work. You don't want to interrupt the flow. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt the flow. And so when I read, you know, when I read, uh, I am Rahab, the first book, I was like, I have to figure out, I have to, I have to see what happens next. And I kept feeling that I have to I have to see what happens next. And sometimes as I'm reading various books, I can try to figure out what's going to come next or how the story is going to naturally evolve. And with some of these, with some with with when I was reading the first book, I did not expect some of the things that the first book actually ended up having. Right. And I I'm not going to give the story away at all, but I just sat there and like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. Or, oh, my God, I'm so sad that happened. Or, why you know, all these all the points. And I felt so horrible for Rahab as a as a young girl. Yeah. And she went through so much stuff. Yeah. And when I got to part three. I'm like, this is, I mean, this woman is just like, she could have been completely broken Mm -hmm. as a person by all the things that she's encountered, all the things that she's seen, all the stuff that she went through. And then in book two, when Mm -hmm. that, you know, treacherous act happened for, you know, against her, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 So 
I'm just sitting here fascinated just by reading the story and how you made this character, and I shouldn't say character, but how you made her come to life and right. how you made, you know, how you built this story yeah, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. around her. Yeah. And I did want to ask you, you know, when you write your next story or if, if you haven't already done it or if you're working on it, is your next story similar to I Am Rahab or did you completely venture off into something else? I am not done with this family okay. <laughs> because because there is so much of a generational uh, background. And I, I feel like I introduced a lot of different characters mm-hmm. and I feel like each individual character can actually spin off. Right. Um, so what I did in my next uh, novel, which is actually coming out next month, okay. um, is I, I'm reintroducing Gomer uh, because she was kind of silent <laughs> a little uh, throughout the book, but in the, the third book, which you probably haven't got to, um, she awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in her awakening, I wanted to continue uh, her story. So um, that is due to release November 5th. Okay. And Gomer is another biblical story that I'm absolutely fascinated with. Um, uh, actually, it's Gomer and Hosea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm excited about that. And I can't wait for it. Do you think that book will be uh, three parts as well? Or do you not know? No, that? it's not. It, it, it's it's not? standalone. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's the direction that I'm trying to take mm-hmm. <laughs> with introducing uh, next characters. But um, I don't know. I, I'm working on Mags now and she might be a series. Yeah. She's I was going to ask you about that because as I'm finishing, as I'm wrapping up the last, uh, as I'm r- wrapping up part three, I think I only have about 50 pages left in that book. Wow. Yeah. I was determined. <laughs> I, was, I, could, I could not put it down. <laughs> and I wanted to get through as much of it as possible before I um, met with you today. Awesome. But when I, I I realized, okay, I'm like almost 50 pages like done with this part three and you hadn't really heard from or really seen what happened to Mags. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really know what became of her story. Right. And I, so when you said that you were going to, you know, working on, on that, I was very excited to see her, um, to see how you would tell her story because her story, I don't want to say it gets lost, but you know, it's yeah, just not a, a main, lot, right. It's yeah. not a focal point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the characters get lost because there's so many of them, but I have to focus on the few main characters, but um, I would, I just love the, the, the stories that I can do with Mags. It's a, a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. and I think women need to, um, to be able to speak about those things as well. So introducing Mags uh, would be phenomenal and 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 helping sisters go through some of the mental issues that we, um, maybe not as extreme as mm-hmm. what she uh, endured, but um, important uh, bipolar issues and, and, and mm-hmm. such, yeah. Yeah, and you know, as I read, when I read book two, mm-hmm. and I really started to see her issues, Mags reminds me of my aunt that mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think my aunt that passed away I always said she was deeply misunderstood. She was a genius. She was brilliant. Uh, but she was, com- I mean, people didn't really understand 
her mm-hmm. and she couldn't really express what she really thought or what she really felt. And right. I think that she just kind of felt that people just didn't get it. Right. And, when, and I saw a little bit of that in Mags, mm-hmm. um, especially in book two, after, you know, some of the things that happened. And I, I wondered and it made me wonder it made me wonder what my aunt's story was. And I, I can never really know because she passed away. Yeah, yeah. But that was a part that was a big you know, it was it was different in my family because she did suffer with mental uh, mil- mental illness, and I think uh, my grandfather, her father, suffered mm-hmm. with mental Ill- illness yeah. as well, and which is never something you know that we talked about or we dealt right. with or anything like that. So I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, and and the stories also deal with a lot of um, closet issues. Yeah, um, that um, that we hold as as families as um, as women. Um, and I just wanted to touch on lots of different issues, but but the the main thing is it's just God's love throughout everything, and how um, no matter what you go through, He's always there and bringing things together. So, yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah, it is. Well, I will tell you, Miss J.C. Miller, I am fascinated by your books. I I have fallen in love with these books. And, awesome. and I say these books because I'm, you know, on book three and I started looking to see what other bodies of work that you've done to see if it was anything, you know, similar. And so when you, when we spoke offline, you told me that you had a new book coming out in November. Yes. I was so excited for that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can sit here and talk to you about, I, I am Rahab for a long time, awesome. but I know that we have to wrap up, but before we do, I want to ask you personally, is there anything that you know, those of us that are listening that we can do to help or support you? And where can we find you on social media? Awesome. I would be so very pleased if, <laughs> if, if you all would reach out to me uh, via social media. Um, I'm on Twitter at hashtag author JC Miller. I'm on Facebook and IG uh, handle author underscore JC underscore Miller. Uh, my website where you can find all of these books and uh, uh, and um, work to come is www.authorjcmiller.com. There's also a blog there uh, that we do twice a month um, called I Am Rahab Too, uh, where we have women, uh, different women discuss different topics uh, that they are going through and just short little stories that are uplifting and fun and informative. So, um, Yep. Like I said, uh, my next novel is coming out November 5th and it's called They Call Me Gomer. And it's <laughs> been off standalone, standalone from I Am Rahab, a novel. And um, it's the portrait of mankind embodied through one woman who could not deny herself of anything her eyes desired, even at the risk of losing her soul. So it's a continued story. And I know that you're all going to fall in love with it as <laughs> as I did. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me this morning. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm going, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to go finish that story because I only have about 50 more pages. <laughs> and then I'm going to post this episode so everybody can hear about I Am Rehab. Awesome. Right awesome. So thank you so much for being here with me. I will talk to you later and I will be purchasing the book on November the 5th. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Every Saturday morning, I have an opportunity to sit with an author and we discuss the backstory behind their books. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. 
If you love this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.